of Hitting Paydirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 17. Can you believe that? 17 episodes? I can't even count that high, to be <laughs> honest. So, no, I can't. Uh, yeah, 17. Episode number 17. Uh, I'm Alex Beaudry. With me on a Friday, Mike Ooh. Corwin. How you doing, Ooh, Mike? Good. How are you yeah, doing, Yeah, I'm doing good. This is uh, the last two weeks we've gotten earlier and earlier. Last week we did a Saturday episode. This week we're now doing a Friday episode. So, What does that say about our, like personal lives well i'm a little busy i have some excuses <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it says about you <laughs> um you want to f- clue people in just in case they they're new listeners yeah on, uh, on why you're so busy i mean the wife had a baby so uh the last week she's officially a week old today uh i've been running on just adrenaline and caffeine and c4 pre-workout pre-workout rain energy drinks <laughs> And uh, adrenaline. Uh, and and just for the record here, um, I gotta say, r- can I say your name? Yeah, go ahead. I did uh, it on the last podcast. Riley is like the cutest freaking baby ever. One hundred percent. I mean, I'm biased, but she's got like a perfect round head, full head of blonde hair, I saw and then that. chubby cheeks. Cute, cute as a button. Very proud. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <clears throat> Must have gotten it from her mom. I huh? was going to say, <laughs> at least on her mom's <laughs> side. Um, so, yeah. So, but I wanted, uh, I'm glad we could make this work. Mike and I are both playing a little bit of hooky from work. Wink, wink, right? Yeah, don't tell on us. Um, but I wanted to get this out. So this is going to come out right away. Um, since I have such an amazing track record of predictions on this show, <laughs> I figured let's just do the playoff predictor. And, uh, you know, I continue my streak of being 100% wrong. Uh, you weren't here on Wednesday, Mike, but I did, uh, I did fess up to once again, being completely wrong about the national championship game. (laughs) Um, Not only did Georgia cover easily the under hit. So I wasn't right on any aspect of that game, but cause we took the over, we both had the over. So we were both wrong there, but you had Georgia. (laughs) I picked Alabama. I think, I mean, I haven't gone back and re-listened, but I think of all of like the Monday night game predictions, our division winner predictions, I think I'm like 0 for 100. No, you had um, one of yours hit, and I think it was the Browns-Steelers game. Okay. So one for 99. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Thank God I'm not into sports gambling because I would be broke. So let's just keep the party train rolling. We'll continue to... Uh, we'll continue to make some predictions and see how wrong I can be. Why and it's fifty fifty, right? Yeah, one team that's going to win, one team that's going to lose. You you would think so. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know what? They don't build big fancy hotels in the desert by you know having fifty fifty odds and and losing right yeah. and paying people out like the house usually wins. And part of me thinks it's rigged. That over under was within a point. How is it always that close? I so you beat me to that because I was going to say that it was fifty two total points was the over under for the Alabama Georgia game. Yeah, fifty one. Thirty three to eighteen was the final score. Like Come what on. is that? Kick, kick a field goal, kick one more field goal, go for two. Yeah, yeah. Like come on here, what are we doing? 
that like what algorithm does Vegas have that puts them within a point? And it happens all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. They are good. Uh full circle. We don't have hotels in the middle of the desert for no reason. Exactly. Yeah, they they know what they're doing. All right. So um, today on what is kind of a bit of a special episode, um, we're going to touch on the NFL coaching vacancies. Uh, Mike and I are going to give our thoughts around that, and then we'll do a playoff predictor. And then for our top five today, we're going to talk about top five um, free agent wide receivers, and we're going to kind of wing it and get some thoughts. I got a feeling we're both going to agree on who number one is. Um but the other four could be interesting to see who we value and who we don't. Agreed. Okay. NFL coaching vacancies. So we got Denver, Miami, Jacksonville, Minnesota, the New York football giants, the bears of Chicago, the Houston Texans. And I'm going to put an asterisk next to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the consensus is that they'll be looking for a new coach. I'm not sold on that though. Their interim coach with everything that the Raiders have been through. You had the John Gruden scandal and firing. You had the Henry Ruggs tragedy. You had they had another corner who just got popped for a DUI. Um recently. Yeah. Did you see this? No. Um Man, that is talk about a contagious organization, right? I wonder if it's Vegas. <laughs> Sin City, baby. Yeah, you're in the city that never sleeps, and it's just easy to go to a nightclub. There's hundreds of them. And then you just drive home when you're not supposed to drive home. Um, yeah, so another player got popped. I'm going to find his name. You might be onto something there, right? Like there's a lot of lot of temptation, right? A lot of, lot of evil apples there to take a bite out of. Nate, um, Nate Hobbs. Okay. He was arrested on January 5th, misdemeanor DUI in Las Vegas after he was found asleep in his car. Jesus. So at least he wasn't um to anyone listening driving. Like if you're if you're of that magnitude, right? I think about it in terms of you and I. Like what what is too far to use like Uber or Lyft? Get a guy. Yeah, I mean that's the friend. other thing. Like you're not going out alone. No. So, like, you got a guy. God, he's a rookie, too. He was just drafted in the fifth round of the last draft. That's tough. That's tough. It, it, it's tough. It would be tough on its own. It's even tougher after what happened with Henry Ruggs. Especially, like, your Hobbs was on that team. He yeah. was part of it. Yep. He saw that, and, like, same situation. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. He did play in week 18, interestingly enough. So I guess they're waiting for the legal system to work itself out. I'm sure the NFL is investigating, and we'll see where that goes. But anyway, back to my point about the Raiders. That team's been through so much, and, and that interim head coach there got them to the playoffs. He, he might be a good candidate to stay the head coach. You can deal with all of that, still finish 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs. So that's a good year. Do you, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, do you have the record of who is the interim head coach? I'm forget, I, I don't know his name. Um, 
Let me pull up the Raiders here. I can picture his face, and I can't. I can't think of his name. Uh, Rich Basakia, bald guy with a yes goatee. Um, It'd be interesting to see, like after Gruden's departure, what his record is, because I would imagine it's above five hundred if they made the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they're ten and seven. Do you have any idea when Gruden got kicked out? Ah, uh, mid-season. Yeah, can you look up what week, and yeah. I can tell you what their record is. Yeah, definitely. So they were two and zero, three and zero, three and one, three and two through October tenth. Gruden resigned uh, right before Halloween. So okay, so they're four and two, five and two, five. So they were five and two prior to Gruden getting canned. So then the interim coach went f- five and five. Hmm. Okay. But how easy would it have been for that team to just fold? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, that catastrophe along with Gruden and his, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it a scandal, whatever, just like the drama that ensued. That's a morale killer in the locker room. And then you lose your first round draft pick to a terrible scenario. I mean, it, this team could have quit eight different ways. They had some injuries that they dealt with. Like I know Josh Waller was out a whole bunch. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been hurt. Yep. Uh, he had like a rib injury. Um, do you want to know who I love on the Raiders? Um, like a newfound love, Derek Carr. What a leader! Like, dude in his interviews just has like the greatest things to say and is like super optimistic whenever he talks he might not be the most talented quarterback uh, but he uh he might not be the most talented quarterback but he certainly has command of that um football team in that locker room and i think his teammates respect him the way he handled that rug situation top notch you couldn't have asked for a better teammate in that moment Agreed. Uh, the support and even Gruden's departure, right? right? Like, I still remember the quote. He said, hate the... like Love, love the man, hate the sin. Yes. Um, and I think that's so spot on, right? Because, yep. like, whatever action, you're separating that from the actual person that yeah. exists. Uh, and I think there's not enough of that today. So, of these eight teams, Mike, so we got... Let's do seven. Let's take the Raiders out of it for right now. Mm-hmm. Since they aren't officially I don't think they're interviewing anybody yet. So Miami, Denver, Minnesota, Jacksonville, the Giants, the Bears and the Texans. What job would you not take? Might like, like absolutely like you would like your if it was your only option you would consider it but other than that if you had a choice which one are you not taking? I mean it's got to be Jacksonville, right? To me like the scandals that have ensued for Urban Meyer, that team, um, just like the, like I'm gonna call it a plague. Like it, it, it just sucked because it was one storyline after another this year. Yeah, but it wasn't even exclusive to Urban Meyer because we discussed this on a previous podcast. Yeah, there's a full blown fan mutiny against Bulky, the general manager. And then, even before that, 
Coughlin came in as like the like VP of operations and like gen- was he the general manager for a period of time? Yeah, or president of football operations. I forget his exact title. He got in some heat um, for like not supporting his players, and then like they were fining players. I mean, the NFLPA released a statement to, that told players not to sign there. Like, like, think about that. The union, there's only 32 teams, is actively telling its membership to not sign deals in Jacksonville. Don't go to Jacksonville. Wow. Like, that. that is eye-opening, yeah. right? Um, so, so I think, yeah, like, if you have the NFLPA coming out publicly and saying not to sign with a team, um, I think that speaks some, vo- whether you agree with it or not, I think it speaks some volumes to, like, just the past operations, not even exclusive to Urban Meyer. I think that was just like the needle like coming to a head and popping all of the excuse my french the bullshit that yeah. has been in Jacksonville. What about you? Jacksonville's a good pick. I'm going to go and I'm not saying I disagree with you with Jacksonville, but I think you did a good job of covering it. I'm going to go Houston Texans. Ooh, why? Um I feel like they gave um their head coach this year the raw end of the a, a raw deal. So um, he was brought in for a year and was given, I mean, he had no chance to succeed, right? Their star quarterback is out for the year. Getting rubbed out, illegal rubdowns. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, News on that front, too. Uh, Apparently, he's been trying to settle these lawsuits outside of court. Apparently the, I forget who reported it, maybe Pro Football Focus. Um, the settlements range from five to six figures depending on who it was. So the good news for Deshaun Watson is, um, depending on how that goes, this all may be reaching a conclusion. Um, but uh, but I, back to David Culley because he got fired after one season. Um you know, he was brought in. This this roster that they have down in Houston had no chance for success. Your star quarterback was out for the year, even though he was on. He was never suspended. <clears throat> he, he, like the ownership just said, "Okay, we're going to do the right PR move, and we're going to sit Deshaun for the year." So you're you're playing with a mirage of different quarterbacks. Now, granted, Davis Mills had a good conclusion to the season. He might actually be the best rookie quarterback. No offense to Mac Jones fans out there. Um, he had a really nice kind of conclusion to his season. And David Culley led this team, held the locker room together, and they won four games, um, which is probably four more games than they should have won given where this roster sits today. And how is he rewarded? He's canned after one season. I think the reason he was fired is I think um, there's ties from Deshaun Watson to – uh, the Miami former Miami head coach uh, Brian Flores. So I have a feeling. Did not know that. Yeah, well, that's why Watson wanted to go to Miami. That was like his one trade destination. Interesting. So I think when Miami pulled that trigger, Houston was like, "Yeah, see you later, Cully. We're bringing in our guy to try and make Deshaun happy to stay here." Do you think that? So do you think it was fair that Cully was let go after a season? No, I, I thought he did an, a fine job. I mean, sure. Anytime you only win four games, your seat's going to get a little warm. But he's also there for one season. And if they bring in Flores, 
okay, it makes a little bit of sense. If they bring in anybody else, like how how do you have any like as a as that new head coach, how do you have any um assurances that you're not going to be fired after one year? Like to build a winning team is going to take more than one season. So you beat me to it because he inherited from the previous administration um it was Gary Kubiak. Or no, uh, Don Capers, excuse me. The head coach? Oh, that was in 1 to 05. Um, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, thank you. Yeah, I was like, it's Bill something. My head's in the the clouds here. (laughs) Bill O'Brien. He inherited Bill O'Brien's past moves, recruiting measures, trades, cap, etc. That sucked. Like, we talked about this on the podcast previous, too. Some of those trades were so suspect. So suspect. I mean, yeah. Hopkins for David Johnson straight up. The um they gave up so many draft picks for guys like Laramie Tunzel and Yeah. Like they had no draft assets last year. They brought in, I think we talked about this when we went through the divisions, they brought in like fifty free agents, all on like one year deals, just trying to piecemeal a roster together for this year. I mean they had no they knew they weren't gonna be good. In fact, if anything, he may have been fired for winning four games because they may have wanted him <laughs> to have the first overall draft pick. Dump it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like Cully got the raw end of the stick, and if I'm a head coach not named Brian Flores, I'm a little worried about going into a place who just dumped this guy after one season because that could be me next. So that's why I'm going to go with, with Houston. Interesting. The next group of coaching opportunities that I would be weary of – Minnesota, Chicago, and New York. And I'm going to group them all together just because they're all looking for new general managers. So when you're interviewing for that job, I'd be a little worried that I don't know who my boss is going to be. Um, Which... That's a great point, right? Like people leave positions not because like the job sucks. It sucks because you don't get along with like... Your boss. Yeah, your superior, like your equal... Well, and like if you're a head coach, I mean, your job is to coach and develop players, but you have no, I shouldn't say no, you have very little influence over who a GM may or may not draft or bring in. Um, You know, a good GM head coach duo is probably having open and honest conversations about that. But ultimately, it's the GM's job to bring in talent. And depending on who who these teams might hire, you could be, you're going to be tied to that guy and you're tenure and legacy is going to be tied to the GM. I should say, or woman. Um, yeah. That uh, one woman from the Philadelphia Eagles was just interviewed. If, forget which spot, <clears throat> but either of those guys or gals. Um, man, that, that would just leave me with a couple question marks, which is interesting because I think the Minnesota job is actually pretty desirable. So of the three that you mentioned, Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings, and the New York Giants. If you had to rank those from most desirable to least desirable, what would that be? Minnesota one. I think that that roster is good enough. They need some pieces. Um, but Justin Jefferson's a stud. You have a quarterback in Kirk Cousins, who even though he's going to make $35 million next year, he's still a he's in the top half of the league for sure. Um, the defense is getting a little older, but if they can turn that over, that's a good spot to be. 
Uh, Chicago, number two. Again, aging defense. They have a lot of holes. But at least there, you think you have your quarterback of the future in Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can turn over that offensive line and get that defense younger, not a bad spot. New York is the last. That roster needs a complete turnover. They've made some interesting decisions, like the Kenny Colladay signing, $72 million. The guy mm-hmm. didn't have one touchdown this year. Wow. What do you do with – Was he hurt? He was banged up. Okay. Part of it is their offense was just not good. Um, is Daniel Jones the answer there at quarterback? Um, they just have so many question marks. You know they're going to extend Barkley, which I don't know if that's the right move, given how much money he's going to demand. He'll be expensive, right, for for a guy who hasn't really proven since his rookie year that he can stay healthy for a full season. And should a team, like it's kind of what I've been saying throughout the episodes on this podcast should a team who's needs that much help be spending money at the skill positions i don't think so i think you rebuild through the offense and the defensive line you figure those two areas out obviously quarterback you're going to have a decent team paying running backs 15 million dollars a year is not your recipe to make the postseason i don't care how good the running back is yeah and and the goal is to win a super bowl at the end of the year right like Mm -hmm. that's what everyone plays for there aren't many teams that pay running backs top dollar and make it to the Super Bowl. If you put Jonathan Taylor on the Giants, he's not taking them from a four-win team to an eight-win team. No. Even though he's the best running back in the league right now. So that would be my ranking. Do you agree or disagree with that order? Minnesota, um, Chicago, New York. Minnesota, Chicago, New York. Um, the wheels are really turning here. If you can't tell, um, yeah, I think I think I agree with it. Um, each place is unique, and I'm just thinking about the players associated with each team, the divisions that they're in. Um, Minnesota, Chicago, Chicago is kind of a an interesting spot because, yeah, you have Justin Fields, you have a guy that was brought in who's still early enough in his career to be the guy. Um. Minnesota with Kirk at quarterback, he's serviceable, right? Like he's he's a good quarterback. He can win you football games. If let me ask you this. If Aaron Rodgers is indeed traded this offseason, who's the favorite to win the NFC North next year? Yeah, that's it's probably point. the it's, Minnesota Vikings. It's the Vikings. Um or Packers. It's one or the other, I think. If Jordan Love is serviceable which we've only seen him for two regular season games, well, one and a half, and it's been a dump. Like, I'll be honest, a dumpster fire. Yeah, it's not been great. So, and, and it's not fair to judge him on six quarters of football. No. but um, Think about Aaron Rodgers when he came in for Brett Favre. Um, I think it was against the New England Patriots, or it was the Dallas Cowboys when, when they first, like when he first came in. He couldn't move the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take some time. He's, I mean, next year, if he is the starter, it's basically going to be his rookie season, even though he will have been in the league for three years. Uh, I, I don't know if a quote-unquote rookie Jordan Love is good enough to win the division, though. I think Minnesota is probably the Vegas favorite to start the year if Aaron Rodgers is indeed not a Packer. I think they're the most complete team. Yeah. Um, If you take Aaron Rodgers out and Devontae 
out of that equation. Yeah, it's yes. another piece too, right? What happens with Devontae. Yep. So uh, so yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Um just from like a skill player standpoint, I think each of those are pretty low pressure except Minnesota for the reason that you just gave. Yeah, there's some expectations there. Where Chicago may be a little bit, but whoever the new GM coaches, you're inheriting a former decision. You're gonna get some time. Yes. Right. Um New York you're probably gonna get some time too, but that media market's ruthless out there. That's yeah. the one that's the other problem with those big markets like the the <laughs> New York Times and all those other publications, they're not gonna hold back if you if you're not successful. And right away. Like there's no yes. patience. Yep. So okay, so that that leaves two teams left. We we got Miami and Denver. I go the Denver Broncos as probably the top tier coaching vacancy. Okay. Um, Please explain. I really like how they've built that roster. They are truly a quarterback away. So they're going to have options this year. You're saying Bridgewater isn't the guy? I'm saying Bridgewater is not the guy, yes. Um, It is remarkable what he's done, though. Like I think it speaks volumes to what you're saying. Someone like Bridgewater, who like almost lost his leg, right? Like in a freak accident, was able to lead a Broncos team to a winning record. Yeah. So they went. Well, they they didn't have a winning record. They went seven and ten. Ooh, never mind. But in a really tough division, right? Chiefs went twelve and five. The Raiders went ten and seven. The Chargers went nine and eight. This is not a pushover division. And they lost four in a row. So they were seven and six at one point. Um, This roster has talent. They've done, they've locked in all of their wide receivers. So Judy, still on his rookie deal. They re-signed Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton this year. Um, They brought in a lot of DB help. I, I mean, if Denver brings in a quarterback, whether that's a veteran such as Rodgers, Wilson, uh, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, probably in that order. Mm-hmm. I think they can be competitive. Maybe they draft a guy if they're not able to pull off a trade. <clears throat> this team's going to be one to watch from the day after the Super Bowl through the draft because they're going to make moves. I think they're ready. They're going to go all in, and they're going to try and get a quarterback. And if they do, I think they have a really good roster. Um, so that would be probably the job I would want the most. Is Denver. Denver. <coughs> also, did you see who Denver is interviewing? No. Who? So Urban Meyer. No. Dang it. In back to back days, they brought in Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Packers, and they brought in the Packers uh quarterback coach. Oh. So they're making their intentions very well known. And like, hey, Aaron, water's going to be warm here. It's yeah, going to be a you're soft. you're not going to have to learn a new system. We'll use all the same language. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, which, on the one hand, very smart, right? If you can get Aaron Rodgers, who, I don't know if you saw the All-Pro team came out today. He won first-team All-Pro over Tom Brady. So basically guaranteeing Rodgers is going to win his second straight MVP when that's announced. Denver is making it very well known that they are going to want Aaron Rodgers. On the other hand, 
if you're the Packers, you know that Denver really wants Aaron Rodgers. I wonder what that trade haul is going to look like. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's going to be four first round picks. Back up the the freight train because uh, <laughs> the loaded Brinks, up the Brinks truck right to the door. <laughs> yep. I mean, there uh, could be some players and some draft picks all coming from Denver. There, and if you're a Packer fan, I think that's the only way to do it, right? Is you get top dollar for a guy who's still under contract. And Rodgers is already talking about retiring. So if he's going to play one or two more years, start that rebuild now, baby, and try and stay competitive. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I would hate it. I'd hate to see Rodgers leave. I'd love to see him retire a Packer, but the show goes on and he's not going to be around forever. So, No, and and at some point, I think the Packers are one of the few organizations that are really good at being able to put all emotions aside and make a business decision on a player who has carried their franchise for over a decade, right? Like through the Brett Favre years for those that are either too young to remember or just weren't football fans at that time. That move to bring in Aaron Rodgers, I still remember having conversations like, what are the Packers doing? Why are they wasting a first-round draft pick? That and, like, why are we moving on from Brett Favre? Because Aaron Rodgers held the play, or held the clipboard for Brett Favre for, for a year. Is two, it two years? Two or three years, yeah. Um, and there were reports that they didn't get along right away. Oh, they hated each other. Uh, and, and Aaron... I mean, talk about a difficult fan base, right? Like, the Giants are tough. You're coming in, Aaron Rodgers, filling in the shoes of a Brett legend, uh, a Green Bay legend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think if there's if there's a spot that you would want to land as a head coach where you could just plug and play, Denver. Yeah. I think so too. So so you agree taking Denver over that Miami job? Oh, hands down. Yeah, I would agree. Uh despite the the conference. It's a difficult conference. Yeah, but the NFC East or excuse me, the AFC East isn't much easier. You got what? Patriots and Buffalo. Jacksonville's a or no, Jacksonville's in the south. Um who's the fourth team? The Jets. Jets. I knew it was a punching bag. Yeah. Um Patriots are always going to be there. Bills are great. Uh, They're going to be there for a while. So, yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, Pick your poison, right? Yeah, pick your poison. I I think Denver's the spot to go, though. Okay. Ready to switch gears and talk some playoffs? Playoffs? Playoffs. Talk playoffs? Played like (laughs) diddly-poo. Shout out, Jim Mora, wherever you are. (laughs) Is that our new favorite, like, guy? For the last couple of weeks. Yeah. The fact that he used Dilly Poo <laughs> in a press conference is he's my new hero. <laughs> Jamora is your spirit animal? Yes. Um <laughs> all right, let's talk playoffs. Um okay. So do you want to do AFC or NFC? Um let's start with the NFC. With the NFC. So the first NFC game is on Sunday. Eagles Buccaneers. Who do you like? Oh, Bucks, hands down. Agreed. The only thing that makes this game interesting is if there's some like Antonio Brown hangover, 
But, man, they put a whooping on the Panthers last week. So I think if there was going to be a letdown game, it probably would have been last week. They didn't. Um, An inexperienced quarterback, right? Eagles, I mean, you're hot at the right time. So Devonta Smith looks great. Um, Jalen Hurts is certainly going to make ripples in coming years in the NFL. Um, but man, TB12, the GOAT, you you have to respect Tom Brady in the playoffs regardless of whatever drama is there. He's at home. He's a winner. Um, yeah. He's, he's going to win the wild card round, hands down, regardless of whatever receivers. I don't know if Evan's knee injury, I, I doubt it's anything because I haven't read anything about it. <clears throat> but he like tweaked his knee in the previous game. He's been banged up all year. I had him on fantasy battling a hamstring and yeah, knees. He's too lean. He is too <laughs> lean. He's a stud though. Um, that, I, it's it's going to be the Brady and Gronk show. Um, I don't know if Fournette's going to be healthy enough to run the ball there. Um, I don't know if they need to either, though. Yeah, it's not going to matter. I just think the Eagles are a little outgunned. Myself, I would agree with you. And Tom Brady's not going to lose in the wild card run. Did you know, I think I read a stat last year. Now, part of it's because they tweaked the playoff system from six to seven teams. But I think last year was like Brady's like first time ever playing in the wild card weekend of the playoffs. Like all those years in Tampa, they were always a one or a two seed. They always had a first round by. In New England. I believe that's accurate. I'm going off two years of memory here. That's so I think this is only Brady's second week second time ever playing in the wild card weekend. It's it's a significant statistic, but but it's not. Only because the guy has freaking rings on two hands. I'm not worried about him winning or not. I just think that's an incredible stat. Yeah. Like to, the Patriots were so dominant for so long that they always had a first round bye. There, I I saw a, an incredible screenshot of playoff wins for NFL teams. Yeah, you'll never believe who number one is. No, I will. I uh, saw that. It. Oh, you saw the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find it right now. Because uh, Green Bay is number two. Correct. I thought Green Bay was number one. That was what was mind-blowing about it. The Packers had more playoff wins than the Patriots did. Oh, interesting. Well, now i got to find this. Hang on. That is that is insane. I think they had like 37 wins and the Patriots had 36 or something like that. Because I was like, that's impossible. But it also goes to show like the Packers are really good at making the championship game. Okay, I had it backwards. You were right. Patriots won at 37. Packers at 236. Tied with the Steelers. The Cowboys at 35 are number four for all-time postseason wins in NFL history. Number five, Tom Brady. 34 <laughs> postseason wins in his career. He he has more postseason wins than Mathis Hard, 27 NFL teams. Also, like, so he's got 34 wins, so you got to take out, they won four games last year. So he had 30 with the New England Patriots. So the New England Patriots, without Tom Brady, have seven playoff wins. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. All right. So <clears throat> I think we both agree, Bucks roll. Um, next game, 
I so I will say I think the only way the Eagles win this game, I'm sticky. I mean, the Bucks win this game. The only way the Eagles win this game is they don't go down early. Is if somehow the Bucks start slow or they start beating themselves and the Eagles slow the game down. Well, and the Eagles got to turn the Buccaneers over. If you can get Brady a little flustered back there, get him off his spot, as they say, and he's, I mean, Brady's been prone to throw interceptions. Especially this season. Yeah, he's got 12 or something this year, Mm -hmm. which, you know, for most guys isn't that bad. But for Brady, that's a lot. And if you remember last year when they beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game, he still had three picks in that game. Yep. So if the Eagles can turn Brady over, like you said, play with a lead, they got a shot, but... I think the Buccaneers win at home. No, agreed. Uh, it's un- uncharacteristic of Brady to turn the ball over as much as he has this year. Agreed. Um, okay. The next NFC game, Sunday afternoon, uh, 49ers at Dallas. Everybody, and I mean everybody on Twitter, is picking the 49ers. Really? Yes which is fascinating because every person who's picking the 49ers is saying, look at me, I'm picking the 49ers. It's like, yeah, you and everybody else. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going with Dallas. I love it. I love it. Uh, are they, do you know who's favored? It has to be Dallas, right? That's It's a home game for them. Let's see if I can find a spread on this game. Um, yeah, so it's, a really incredible stat. Just while you're looking that up, back to Tom Brady, because apparently apparently I love Tom Brady. Um, since 2018, Tom Brady, 2,475 pass attempts, 133 touchdowns in those pass attempts, 43 interceptions. Mm. In that same time period, Aaron Rodgers, 205 pass attempts. 134 touchdowns, one more than Brady, 15 interceptions. The guy doesn't turn the ball over, or very rarely, I should say. He He's one of the most gifted throwers, I think, in the NFL. He's, I, saw a, I saw a stat on Rodgers. He's got like four seasons with more than 30 touchdowns and less than five interceptions. I mean, the guy just makes the right decision every time he has the ball. Yeah, on the flip side, he sometimes can hold the ball just a little bit too long and take a sack, but it's better than turning the ball over. Absolutely. Um, So the line on San Francisco-Dallas, Dallas is favored by three. Oh, wow. Basically a toss-up game because the home team usually gets three to to start. Yeah. um, Over under 15 and a half. They play not this week but next, right? No, this is this Sunday. Oh, this is this Sunday. Oh, these sure. are all the wild card games. So Philly and Tampa kick off Sunday at one. Dallas and San Fran is at four thirty, Eastern. So three thirty. Mm. Uh, I'm going with the bandwagon here. Uh, I've said it on previous podcasts. I'm not confident in Dallas. Um, I think Dallas is just uninspiring. They they have a great offense. Um, they, I mean, they freaking put up more than 50 points in back-to-back weeks. The second of those back-to-back weeks, they rested their starters, um, because they were up by so much. Well, and they had nothing to play for. Yep. Uh, so I think 
am I saying that Dallas is a bad team? No. I think the 49ers can run the ball. And I think when you run the ball, you can control the game. They're going to control this game. And I think Dallas, they don't have the same Ezekiel Elliott. I know Meat Locker is uh, very down. (laughs) Very down on Ezekiel Elliott. He just, I agree with Meat Locker for the first time on uh, on this podcast. He looks slower. Um, he shows up for the playoffs though. I think he does. Um, the 49ers just have more, more firepower. I think, I think they're going to be able to control this game. Um, they're going to win. Okay. Yep. You are in the majority, at least on Twitter. I don't know. Dallas, I think they have the weapons. I think at home they're going to, I think, I think they'll win. I think, I do think it'll be a close game. Um, can I tell you like my dream scenario? Absolutely. Dallas versus Green Bay for an NFC Championship game, just because Aaron Rodgers will not let Say it. The, let the Packers lose to Mike McCarthy. Nope. Anybody else? I actually think the Packers lose because that's their mo. As they make it, they're always a bridesmaid but never a bride. <laughs> um, so, but if if Mike McCarthy has to come back to Lambeau. I think Aaron Rodgers hates him enough that he would not let the Packers lose that game. I agree with you. Um, <clears throat> even the the exchange when they left, right? Like, it Aaron, got ugly at the end. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers called Mike McCarthy the dumbest NFL coach in the league. I mean, that would be well. First of all, you know who the real winner is if it's Dallas, Green Bay, the NFL. I don't know if you looked at the top ten like NFL broadcast this year. Between Green Bay and Dallas, they had eight of the top ten. Oh, wow. I did not. So, um, you know, you talk about America's team, and Dallas likes to call themselves that. From one aspect, it's true. They get viewers. And then you add the Packers. A Packers-Dallas championship game would have monster ratings. I mean, we're talking over 30 million viewers. Absolutely. I mean, America's team versus America's team. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be huge for from a rating standpoint. Okay, uh, the next game, Monday night. Mm-hmm. First year we're doing a Monday night playoff game. Is Our, that because of a TV deal? Like, what is that about? It's all about TV money. Interesting. Uh, I talked about this on my podcast on Wednesday. Would not be shocked if the NFL adds an eighth team in the next three years. Mm-hmm. All, all the CBA s- states is that the playoffs um, – that the playoffs have four tiers, so wild card division, championship, Super Bowl, that leaves room for one more team, which would add two more games to this weekend, mm-hmm. which is just more TV money. That's what the NFL is all about, so wouldn't be shocked. So, yes, they moved a game to Monday night. Can't imagine these two teams are thrilled about playing on a Monday because if you win, you only got six days. But it's a spicy matchup. <laughs> it is. It's. It seems to be our two favorite teams on this podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> So so this kind of comes full circle for us. You got the Los Angeles Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Rams are favored by four. So the Rams are at home. That's, I don't know if I like that. Got to win by at least a touchdown. To cover that? I don't like the Rams to cover that. 
But you like the Rams to win? Rams are going to win this game. I think I agree with you. I almost want to pick the Cardinals just so, so we, we have, have something, something different. different. Are but we logging these? I got them right here. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I agree with you, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with the Rams, which means the Cardinals are going to win. No, uh, we, can, we can do a separate one. So the over-under is 49 and a half. Well, let me let me talk about why I think the Rams will win. The Cardinals are just like playing their worst football at the absolute worst time. Like now is not the time to be on a skid. And then you got to go into LA. I think I think the Rams I think the Rams win. The Rams though they're coming off a tough loss. Mm-hmm. A game that they wanted to win. Oh yeah. Because then they would have been the two seed. So they dropped a lot. Because, yes, they went from two to four. Four, yes. Although what's interesting is... They're the four seed. You wanted to be the two seed because Philly's probably the best matchup. Yes. Plus, you would have made Philly travel across the country. Yeah, that... So, oh, yeah, good call. Um, Plus that... That game, the the Rams game last week that went into overtime. It was a great game. Oh, my God. Like, so from a morale standpoint, sucks to lose that game. No doubt. Uh, do you think McVay has a hold of that locker room to make a difference? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to be too concerned about last week. The shitty part about that loss, though, is they did blow it. They were up, what, 17-3 to at halftime? Mm-hmm. Not a great look in the second half. Um, so both matchups, really high scoring against the Rams-Cardinals. So you think the over hits? Um, I actually 49 think, and a half? I actually think the under hits. Okay. Well, I'll take the over because life's too short to bet the under. There we go. 49 and a half, that's 27, 23. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to win that bet. Uh, I <clears throat> I just, personally, you played this team twice. This is now your third meeting. You've already got your game plan. You've, you've made the adjustments that you need to. I think each team knows what they need to do, and it's not going to be like a... Actually, I do think it's going to be a shootout. Let me eat my words. I'll still keep the under. Yeah. Stafford's got something to prove, right? Like he hasn't had a ton of playoff experience. Murray's still young and trying to prove himself. Both have offensive weapons. Are the Cardinals healthy? Like Hopkins is back. Connor's back. Yep. Oh, I don't know about Connor. He played last week. Okay. He played in week 18. Is Chase Edmonds the one that's hurt then? Mm, good question. Don't know the answer to that. Man. Wow. That should be a good game. Uh, I think it's the finale for a reason, right? Like it's Monday night. It's the last game. Man, I think the best game on the schedule is probably San Fran Dallas. I think that's why it's in the afternoon Sunday slot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, that's a one-two matchup. Whether whether it's the Forty ers Dallas or a divisional, right? Like. I think that's the draw here is it's a rivalry. Yeah, divisional game. Okay. 
Well, that wraps that up. We'll save round two and three for maybe next week. Yes, sir. Because um, I don't want to go through all the different playoff scenarios because the seating will de- determine who plays where and when. Um, so AFC. So to kick off the um, playoffs tomorrow, 4.30, 3.30 Central, Vegas versus Cincinnati. I think that this is where the Las Vegas Cinderella carriage turns to a pumpkin. And I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals take care of business at home. Wow. Really? Yep. Joe Burrow's a winner. And he he is on fuego right now. Joe Shiesty is the real deal. Yeah. Um, no doubts there. I mean, his chemistry with Joe Burrow, phenomenal. Um, I don't know, man. I think the Raiders just have something special. I have no factual evidence to back this up whatsoever. And I know Cincinnati is like a big favorite. Um, yeah, five and a half. I'm going Vegas in this game. You're going to go Vegas. Yes. Okay. Taking Derek Carr. Derek Carr, Darren Waller is healthy. He yeah, got, he's back. You got Jacobs back. Hunter Renfro. <clears throat> Renfro's had an awesome season. I'll tell you what, Vegas wins this game. That coach is safe. There you go. I mean, you're you're coaching for your life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, the next game, another divisional matchup. Mm, this is a good one. New England versus Buffalo in Buffalo. This is like the one game where I actually want to get a weather fo- forecast. Yeah, that's a great that's a great call. Um while you're looking that up. Same odds on this game. Um well, same money line, I'm sorry. Spread is a little bit different. Buffalo's favored by 4. So tomorrow's got a high of 12. They're getting some snow today, so it's going to be Brutally cold. Just freezing cold. Low of three. And with a 7.15, 8.15 local time kickoff, it's going to be closer to three than it is 12. Catching catching a brick that is getting thrown at you by Josh Allen, like that's, that's enough to like cut your hand. I think this weather benefits New England more than it favors Buffalo. Agreed. I saw, I saw a tweet that said... Uh, the best thing Buffalo can do for Josh Allen is build a dome because he's like such a good quarterback. The bills have kind of changed their MO from a grinded out team to let's sling the ball around. You got Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox and you know, Allen with this cannon of an arm. Yeah. It's not great to play in like wind and snow and normal winter Buffalo weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, it changes the entire game. Yeah, because if it's cold and you can't throw it. Now, granted, if it's only cold, you're fine. I think plus Josh Allen's got really big hands. Helps control that football. I, I like Buffalo here. You like Buffalo? I like Buffalo. Um, I just can't bet against Bill Belichick in the playoffs. My My confidence level in Mac Jones is negative. <laughs> Guy's a uh, winner. He's national champion. Uh, but my my record here is going to be tarnished 
um because i'm taking every single underdog but uh everybody loves an underdog story it's a mindset i think buffalo's the better team i think uh this is going to be a coaching win Mm. patriots win this game okay i don't hate that pick and if the weather does get dicey new england's more prepared for that type of game new england's defense is legit they have a very good defense i think they're the better running team which is why they won the first game in buffalo when it was 38 mile an hour wins or whatever because buffalo can't really run the football if new england is winning in the fourth quarter i'm not going to like my bet at all Mm because i think they can control the clock belichick will coach that team to win however i just think buffalo will will outgun new england so they've got more in the tank yeah and Uh, oh man Mac Jones just is so uninspiring in his interviews. He's like the least <laughs> confident, confident quarterback ever. Yeah. Well, what's interesting too is he's a rookie. Josh Allen's somewhat been there. I mean, they made it to the AFC Championship game last year. I think he's got something to prove. I like Buffalo. I think that's going to be another good game. I would not take the points here. Buffalo's favored by four and a half. Are we giving each other the points? We're not, right? We're no, just, just going straight, straight up bets. Yeah. Oh, man, I hate my picks even more. Than <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're going cover, I think New England covers. I think Buffalo wins by a field goal. I'm with you there. It, it's a close game. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, last one, right? Last one. Closing out the Sunday night game. Your favorite. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes slash Jackson Mahomes <laughs> versus... The Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the biggest spread of the weekend. It's insane. Uh, Kansas City is favored by 12 and a half at home versus Pittsburgh. I think we both agree that Kansas City is probably going to win this game. I would take Pittsburgh to cover, though. If it's, yeah, if or it's on. I would take Pittsburgh with the points, I mean. Yeah, if it's if it's with points, um, I don't think Pittsburgh loses by 13. If Jackson Mahomes is on the sideline. You beat me to it. Pittsburgh keeps this game close. Um, I don't know what it is about that guy, but he just, like, cursed his brother. And I'm only half kidding. Like, Mahomes isn't the same Mahomes as he's been. He's trending upward. Like, he's been playing much better. But he's been, like, so I've been following him extremely closely because he was my franchise fantasy quarterback this year. Um he he'll like have a great half and then like the offense just goes in spurts where they don't do anything and they look uninspired at times don't they they do um big ben god he's so beat up and old and i think he's ready to be done playing for his life e- even his interviews sound like did you oh, hear what guy. he said he's like yeah you know nobody really expects us to win so let's just go like have some fun have fun yeah that's do you want to know who says that they want to have fun? Losers. Losers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Losers want to have fun. <laughs> now maybe he's just like saying it to like think, you know, get Kansas City a false sense of security or something. But that guy's got a foot out the door. Like in a boot. Yes. So <laughs> last yeah. Last week, whenever that game was tied, the Chargers and the Raiders game, I made a joke that that was Big Ben's retirement countdown yeah <laughs> yeah he's got the calendar with the x's just thinking like yes 
Yes, thank you, Justin Herbert, for throwing that dime. Let's tie this sucker up and get me out of here. Right, and then in overtime, that game oh, clock yeah. was his like minute countdown. What was it? It came down to the final the seconds. Call that timeout. It it makes you wonder what type of inner workings, and this is where the conspiracy theorist in me comes out. Get the tinfoil hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Let me put mine on for a second here. Like, why don't you do that? Like, what was that timeout about? And, like, I don't care what you say about getting the right personnel out on the field. Why are you stopping the clock? Yeah. Yeah, give them the five yards. Let them run some more clock out. And then hope that they either take a knee or miss a field goal. Like, bizarre. Suspect. Yeah. So maybe maybe, uh, San Diego, they had their own countdown. I don't know. Right. So, you know, back to this game. Chiefs. Chiefs yeah, win. Chiefs win. I don't, I don't think it's a 12-and-a-half-point game, though. I'll I'll take that with you. I think I think they'll win by more than 12-and-a-half. So we'll both take the Chiefs. You'll take the Chiefs to cover. Or, or should we just stick to points? Total points is 46 on this game. I think the under hits. I'll take the over. Just to make things a little spicy. So of plus twelve and a half. Of these yeah, matchups, you said that your favorite matchup is Dallas San Francisco. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the game I'm most interested to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll uh, be a close seconds at Arizona Los Angeles game. Yep. Um third. I think is New England, Buffalo. Yep, that's where I would go. Then Cincy, Oakland. Mm-hmm. Then KC Pitt. I really have no interest in watching that Tampa Philly game. <laughs> it's, I mean, unless it's close in the third or fourth quarter. Don't get me wrong. I will be watching playoff football. It's not like I'm going to like let these last precious weeks <laughs> go to waste here before we enter the long, cold, dark off season. But I think that Tampa Philly game. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a, actually, you know what that game might, mm, no, I'm going to stay with it. It's, it's going to be a recess, recess scrimmage game. Yeah. As Tom Brady tunes up for probably his 12th Super Bowl or however many it's been. Hot take. Bucks win by two touchdowns. Hmm. That is a hot take. Interesting. But yeah, anything else on these games? I'm pumped for them. I think they're going to be a solid round of first, like agreed first taste of the playoffs this year. Agreed. As a Packer fan, who's the one team you don't want to see? Uh, Tampa Bay. Probably I want fair. <clears throat> I want nothing to do with Tom Brady in the playoffs. I don't care about any drama. I don't care about injuries. If Tom Brady is receiving snaps under center, I do not want the Green Bay Packers to see him, um, especially in recent memory last year. Yeah. Um, what not, about you? Not a bad pick. I'm going to go Arizona for the simple fact that mm. the Packers cannot play against a running quarterback. They always struggle containing a running quarterback. I still have nightmares about Colin Kaepernick running oh. for 200 yards in Lambeau. And Kyler Murray is really the only mobile quarterback. Uh Interesting. 
I I I agree with you. Even though Arizona's slumping, that would be like one team I'd be nervous about. Forty San Fran. No, doesn't really worry me. That's the team that worries me. Why? Because you have Trey Lance, who's mobile, and I think he won't play though. Why? Jimmy G is the starter there. Right. I mean, yes. They're right? not going to play Trey Lance no, no, in a playoff game. They're not going to start Trey Lance. He's but I not going to see the field. Trey Lance will not step on any part of green grass in any of these playoff games unless Jimmy G's thumb breaks. I'm. <laughs> oh, he's got that torn UCL <laughs> yeah, ligament. Yeah. Um, I'm writing this down because I think they use him in the similar fashion that New Orleans uses Taysom Hill. Only to confuse the Green Bay Packer defense, and I think he does see the field. He'll just be a decoy. I'm just being, I'm just being difficult. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the look that Alex just shot I, me I mean, after I, just, I said that. I just, I just think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, San Fran doesn't worry me too much. Philly doesn't worry me too much. San Fran can run the ball, and I feel like we have such. Er, I'm sorry, the Green Bay Packers have such a hard time stopping the run i'm not worried about her secondary i'm worried about you know her. who scares me more on san fran than anybody though is debo samuel yeah they get creative with him they do and if the lion showed anything about the packers is that we're susceptible to some of that trickery bs because mm-hmm. i mean if san fran does go on to beat dallas that's likely our matchup because we'll get the highest remaining seed and San Fran being six, that's who we're going to see. That one scares me. It, if You know what's scary, though? If San Fran wins, <clears throat> or excuse me, Dallas wins, Tampa wins, we would have the winner of Arizona, Los Angeles. I really don't want to see L.A. A second time. No. No. I don't either. Aaron uh, Donald's healthy. He scares me. I mean, we have – so our. Packers. Offensive line has done an amazing job of like patching it together and figuring it out, but you have like a second string center. We have Bakhtiari back. Yeah, but he ain't gonna see Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald plays D tackle. Yeah. So you're gonna have Patrick who, and you're gonna have Patrick Myers and can't remember their guard. Mm. Like those three guys trying to stop Aaron Donald. Ugh. Yeah, call call in Billy Bob. That's, right. <laughs> like scares me. Uh, it scares me a lot. It. Yeah, that because like if if you're gonna beat Green Bay, it's gonna be because you're frustrating Rodgers. So who do you want to see? Philly. That'd be great. That'd be great if they can knock off Tampa or San Fran. So who comes out of the NFC? I'm not going to pick the Packers. I'll wait. I don't want to pick Tampa either. I'm going to go the Rams. <laughs> talk about a one. What? Talk about a 180, right? Uh, the man that sat in that chair four weeks ago and said they weren't even going to win the division uh, would be scoffing at the man <laughs> standing beside that chair today. Yes. The L.A. Rams. That's how much of my brain has been put in a blender over the last four weeks that we've been doing this show. (laughs) I've completely changed my opinion. What about AFC? What's your Super Bowl matchup? 
I'm putting you on the spot. You are. So let's talk about the Packers for a moment before we do the AFC because I don't want to pick the Packers because I've been wrong about everything else and I don't want to jinx them. I do think the Packers have the most talent. Mm -hmm. So I think the most likely Super Bowl matchup is probably Green Bay versus... Probably Green Bay versus Kansas City. It's a good pick. I think that's the most likely. I think Buffalo could come out of the AFC. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely zero respect for the number one seed Tennessee Titans. We said nothing about them. I mean, they have the first round bye. They're they're the number one overall seed. They have. Let me. Why Why don't you have any respect? They have a lot. I mean, Derrick Henry's coming back on rest i don't how, how healthy yeah. he is we don't know but he's coming off of a lot of rest and you want to talk about a matchup you talk about stopping the run he's gonna get the ball 40 times in the super bowl he's gonna get the ball 40 times leading up to the super and bowl and if you can keep any team offense off the field but especially the green bay packers like if you can dominate the a time of possession that's a matchup nightmare mm-hmm. but i just don't respect them Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I think they might be like the weakest number one seed in like recent memory. Yeah. Like no, like they don't, like Tannehill doesn't scare me. A.J. Brown's either going to put up 150 yards and two touchdowns or he's going to have 40 yards and no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have much else. I couldn't name you too many guys on that defense. Like I don't know. They're just not like a scary team even though they win games. That's fair. So I think Kansas City is probably the best team out of the AFC. Could maybe make a case for Buffalo. So if you put a gun to my head and say predict the Super Bowl, I'd probably go Green Bay, Kansas City. But my on-the-record prediction, I'm going to go Los Angeles, Kansas City. Is I'm going to put that on the record. Logging that down. Um <clears throat> So Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm just going to make that as clear as I possibly can. Uh, this okay. is this is Green Bay's year. Uh, this is Aaron Rodgers' year. We're just, just living in it. I just want you to know that if at any point in this entire playoff run, <sighs> don't do that. They are losing. Don't do that. I'm going to be texting you, blaming you. <laughs> it's all Mike's fault. I can't wait. Um, I will gladly take that blame because the the feeling that I'm going to have of victory. When the Packers win the Super Bowl in 2022, um, far outweighs any stupid texts that are coming <laughs> through in the meantime. I mean, um, I'm talking the very first possession they go down three nothing. I'm texting. Yes. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm I'm very well prepared to get nothing but like blown up during any Packer game, yep. any mistake. Yep. <laughs> every sack, every fumble, everything. My fault. This is all 100 percent your fault. Yes. Yep. Um. But them winning the Super Bowl will be my fault as well. So I can't okay. wait for that. All right. Um, what do you got coming out of the AFC? So coming out of the AFC, I'm I'm actually going to be like, I'm going to be the protagonist or the antagonist here. Um, Tennessee. Oh, you're going to take. So you're going to have the two number one seeds facing off. Yes. Um, I think Tennessee, it's just, it's really hard to bet against Tannehill playoff Tannehill he reminds me of an Eli Manning so uninspiring so vanilla in the regular season 
there's a switch in that locker room. Um, I'm picturing the guy's face, and I can't think of the coach's name. Very uh, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, yeah. Um, he's he's a winner. Comes from the New England Belichick, organization. Yeah. Um, he just knows how to win. He knows how to ride Derrick Henry. And I guess let me just put an asterisk next to Tennessee making it to the playoffs. That's assuming Derrick Henry is healthy and plays in every playoff game. Yeah. Um, with that assumption, uh, Tennessee this year, they have so many offensive weapons. They have Derrick Henry. We just haven't seen it yet. Hmm. I mean, we talked about it when we did the AFC South. Tennessee can beat anybody. They can also lose to anybody. Yes. Like, I would not... I guess I would not be surprised if they made the Super Bowl. I also wouldn't be surprised if they lose next week. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Like, they, like <laughs> And, like, Tennessee plays, like, that style where it's going to be close no matter what. Like, they're either going to win or lose 20 to 17. Yes. Yes. Um, there's, there's not going to be... We're up 30. No. Like, if you're a Tennessee Titans fan, like... Your nails are going to be, you know, down to the the skin because you're just going to be chewing them. Yep. Um, Interesting. You know who a sleeper is? Who? I think Cincinnati. I mean, the way Burrow's playing right now, if he's able to be himself, he's dealing with that knee again. Man, he is hot at the right time. What's right? He he tweaked he his tweaked knee? it in week seventeen. If you, I don't know if you noticed, he didn't play last week. Now they didn't really have much to play for, um, but he tweaked it at the end of the week seventeen matchup. He said he's fine. He said if he had to play last week, he would have. Oh, right now, sorry, I got distracted by my computer. Kyler Murray versus the Rams is one in five. Oh, woof. <laughs> Well, we both have LA picked, but oh, I hate that you like are on the LA bandwagon <laughs> now. <laughs> it's much easier to bet against me than it is to bet with me. <laughs> uh, I get it, man. I don't even like betting with me. Um, anyway, I think Cincinnati has the weapons. I think Bur- you want to talk about winners. Burrow's a winner. Yes, like national championship in college. Like this year, they had some uh, some games they had to win. He won them all. He's a winner. I, I think they could make some noise in the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked to see Cincy make it to the AFC Championship game. Do you think that the chemistry on that team outweighs the inexperience? I mean, they're mm. a very inexperienced team in general, even more inexperienced in the playoffs. The thing with Cincinnati, though, like let's say they had a matchup with Tennessee. Cincinnati can put up points in a hurry. Yes. And that is like Tennessee's worst nightmare. Yes. Because if they go down two touchdowns, you take the ball out of Derrick Henry's hands, make Tannehill beat you. I don't think Tannehill's a come-from-behind quarterback, you know? And Tennessee is not a come-from-behind team. Team at all. No, they need to win. They need to hold the lead. Yeah. Cincinnati, on the other hand, they can put up points in bunches. Mixon's having like a career year. Burrow and Chase have that chemistry. The The pieces are there. The yeah. chess pieces are all there. So, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. Really good matchups this week. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm pumped. This is giving me energy. And then <clears throat> next week we'll do it all again. So I like it. Um, all right. Top five, and then we'll get out of here. So, um, Track had a nice little tweet. 
showing the pending free agent wide receivers. So the wideouts that are potentially going to be free agents. Now this is all subject to change because you know these guys could sign extensions and whatnot before free agency kicks off in March. But <clears throat> I'll run through the list and then we'll rank them five to one. Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham Jr., Jamison Crowder, Will Fuller, Russell Gage, Michael Gallup, Chris Godwin, A.J. Green, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, uh, Brian Pringle, Khalif Raymond, Allen Robinson, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Williams, and Cedric Wilson. So Out of that list. Top five. Top five. Starting at number five? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to start at one? I think one might be easier. What do you yeah. think? Agreed, and I think we both agree. It's Devontae Adams. It's, I mean, there, it's not even a conversation. No, there's uh, if if this was tiered, it's Devontae Adams and every other wide receiver. Yeah, he was a consensus All Pro, like unanimous. Him and Cooper Cup both were actually, um, rightfully so. Agreed. <clears throat> yeah, he's the best wide receiver in football, and he will be paid like it. All right, number two, Mike Williams for me. Okay, I'm going to go Chris Godwin. Oh, I didn't see Chris Godwin on that list. Um, but I don't hate your pick because Godwin's coming off an ACL, and he hurt it late in the year. Oh, he's hurt. You're right. He's going to have a hard time I still like Mike Williams. Though. getting back by September. He's probably actually going to start the year on a pup list. Mm-hmm. I'm His market, his free agent market, is the most interesting to me. Because does Chris Godwin get eighteen to twenty million dollars a year, which is what he would have made prior to the ACL, or did his mar- did did his market tank, <clears throat> and is he going to have to take like a one year, two year deal, ten million, fifteen million dollars a year, kind of like a, hey, we just want to see you, you know, get back to where you were. It's a good question. Um, I think healthy though that he's the second best wide receiver on this list. I think I agree. Uh, the The second best, most consistent wide receiver on this list, yes. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's an interesting take on Godwin. I think he's going to have uh, the opportunity is going to be there. I think I think a team is still willing to take a chance at him. Um, For sure. And chance is maybe the wrong term to use. They're going to go after him. And maybe he stays in Tampa. Um, there you go. Yeah, he, he he intrigues me. It's also interesting, uh, speaking of ACLs, back to the college world, um, the wide receiver from Alabama, I'm going to blank on his name, he just tore his ACL, and he just declared for the draft. What happens with his draft stock? Because he was pretty much a consensus number one wide receiver in this year's draft, probably a top 10, top 15 pick for sure. Jamison Williams? Yep, that's the guy. And he didn't make he didn't take a whole lot of time to make his decision. He said, "No, well, you have to make it by Monday, so that's part of it." But he said, "Nope, I'm coming out." A lot of people still project him to be a first round pick. Whoever his agent is, fucking brilliant. Did you see Schefter's tweet on him? No. So uh, Adam Schefter, after the Alabama Georgia game, said. Um, Jamison Williams had successful surgery, expected to make a full recovery. His 40 time is expected to remain around 4-3. 
brilliant. Whoever is representing him, worth every penny to, I mean, he wrote that tweet for Schefter, basically saying, hey, my client's going to be healthy, he's going to be ready to go, and he's he's not going to lose a step. He's going to be fast. Selling it and to get Schefter to tweet it. Genius. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So it'll be interesting to see, like, how teams value. I do think, like, ACL surgeries have come a long way where it's not a death sentence like it used to be. Like, 15 years ago, you tear your your ACL, you're, like, you're, you're a shell of who you used to be. Yep. Now I think the surgeries have gotten so good. Rehab's gotten better. I think you can still be who you were. But, man, it's tough. And it's still a 9- to 12-month recovery. And it's person-dependent. I think a yeah. lot of that is, like, your own drive and willpower. Or if you're Adrian Peterson, you come back in six months. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? Monster. And that's not even, like, I would argue running back that position after an ACL tear, way harder to do than at wide receiver. They're kind of similar because wide receiver, ACL right is still the the lateral movement. Yep. You're still, if you're a wide receiver, you're still in open space. You're still making those cuts. I would worry about it as a running back, like getting rolled up on in piles exactly. and stuff. Exactly. Man. Six months. That is, That's get crazy. out of here. Absolutely crazy. All right. So you got Mike Williams. Why do you like Mike Williams at two? Uh, Mike Williams. So not consistent, but the first half of this season, Mike Williams went off yeah um and he's had some decent games since then he's he's kind of a streaky guy former number one uh round or a former first, first round, round pick, pick. Yeah. yeah not overall number one uh big body big target i hope he stays in san diego same i think he's good for them he's a good wr2 and if he can stay a, across from keenan allen with herbert chucking the ball around yeah, Mike Williams would be my number three for sure. Agreed. Um, oh, number three, nice. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's got chemistry with Herbert. He's got talent. Great red zone target. He he just hasn't been healthy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that was my number two. My. I mean, we'll we'll flip two and three. It's Godwin for all the reasons you described. I think this is where it gets interesting. This is right? where it gets a little trickier. Uh. So my number four today. And are we doing this with injuries in mind? Because Gallup is on this list as well. Yeah, we can do it however you want to do it. So just today, current state with injuries in mind, um, my number four pick. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> it, um, it does get harder. Oh, man. Uh, Alan Robinson. Really? I think he he proved himself in Jacksonville. Uh, I think he's a really difficult individual to write off. He was part of an organization that I don't really think had the right fit for him. Um, He didn't have a quarterback that could get him the ball. Uh, And I think he still has something left in the tank. He came off of an ACL tear, um, but he's my number four overall on this list. He's interesting. So I wrote about him on my Substack page about six weeks ago like what should the bears do with him because if you remember they franchise tagged him this year mm-hmm. so he's making 20 million dollars this year and he's having a terrible awful awful season could not come at a worse time um i mean last year he the previous year he had 1200 yards you know he earned that franchise tag but now 
mean, I think he's going to get like a one-year, like $8 million deal. I mean, so, someone will take a chance on him because if he gets back to the 1,200-yard Allen Robinson, you got a big-body receiver. I just have some question marks because I don't think he's the best receiver in Chicago right now. You think it's Mooney? Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting pick. Yeah. I'm going to go Christian Kirk. Okay. Um, He's another guy where I hope he stays put. I hope he re-signs with Arizona. I think he's a good fit there. I think he could take A.J. Green's spot. I don't think A.J. Green comes back to he's Arizona. A fossil at this point. I mean, he had he showed up this year, but he's, what, 34? Another guy who can't stay healthy despite all the talent. So I'm going to go Kirk at four. Okay. Number five, man, I'm going to go Odell. But he's got to find the right team. I think he's got to go somewhere with a veteran quarterback, and it's got to be on a competitive team. Because if it's not, you see what he can be like, like in Cleveland, mm-hmm. where he's just going to be a cancer and nobody's going to be happy. But like if he stays in L.A. or he goes to, I don't know, would be a good fit for Odell. Honestly, staying put where he is. That's probably the best case scenario for him. The problem is the number of targets is going to get harder to find next year because Robert Woods is going to be back. I think I, I think they're going to get rid of Woods. You think so? I, they have I to mean, cut him. He's, he's not a free agent. Yeah, he's at some point, whether they trade him, do something, I think he's not the right fit this year, proved it. Cup's emergence. Oh, Cup is a stud. Um, Van Jefferson is on that roster. They like him. Higby. Higby's another name. Um, I think Woods is the oldest in that wide receiver core, and they're just he he's not a fit there. Interesting. So I yeah, I'd love I, to see I, I worry about Odell staying in LA just because the number of targets is gonna get smaller. And he's a guy that you gotta get in the offense early and often. I think he's having such a good time in LA because Robert Woods did get hurt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like him, if Woods was still a WR2 and Beckham's just the third guy. The uh, LA Rams kicking net is all dented <laughs> up and full of holes. Yeah, although, you know, winning solves a lot of problems too. Mm-hmm. And it's to, LA. Yeah, I like, think where a good team for Odell to end up would be. It's it's a big market where he can be the like eccentric celebrity mm-hmm. that he is. LA is that market. And I think McVeigh's a great coach for him. Perfect. Because I think McVeigh is going to let Odell be Odell to some limits. Mm-hmm. But and, he's younger. Mm-hmm. Like, he understands Odell. He, I think he speaks Odell. And they chuck the ball around. Yeah. Like, Cleveland's a run-first team, let's be honest. Yes. they The Giants sent him there to die. I think mm-hmm. that Gettleman even, like, admitted that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with Odell. Uh, how old is he? Do we know that? I'm just curious because I feel like he's one of those players that is now getting to be that age where, you know, upper 20s, probably almost 30. Is he 30? He's 29. He'll be 30 next November. Okay. So he's still got definitely some years. Yeah. There's still some tread on the tires. Um, (laughs) Isn't that wild? I'm going to be 32 in like nine days and we're talking about a 29-year-old like he's washed up. (laughs) I mean, football years, oh, different God. than dad years. I know. Well, 
Not much. I am pretty much washed up. <laughs> Back Four. hurts. I'm seeing a chiropractor three times a week. <laughs> For perspective, before we even started this podcast, Alex is like, yo, bro. I got to run for the first time uh, on 4.5 on the treadmill. I know. It was like the <laughs> slowest mile, but the fact that I was able to do it, my back has just been throwing fits between <laughs> just hurting it, hospital couches. I, I, uh, and does, I'm, I mean, if if you need like a Sojourner House like pamphlet, because <laughs> you're getting beaten at home, just uh, blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone help me. Uh, my number five Um I think Odell's great. Um, my number five on this list. Fuck, man. That is tough. Just Here, why Do you have one? Yeah, just to be spicy. Um, unless, well, if you have a topic, you can say it. No, I was just going to say I could throw a sleeper out there if you needed some time to think about it. But if you got it, go for it. Um, I think it's going to be Michael Gallup. Okay, that's not a bad pick. I know he tore his ACL as well, um, and he's injured. Uh, Another guy that I would like to see stay put. I think he's a good fit in Dallas. I don't know how long the Amari Cooper years are in Dallas. I don't. I have no clue what his contract looks like, how long he's under contract. CeeDee Lamb is that guy. I would not be shocked if Dallas drafts another wide receiver. They love their wide receivers. Love their wide receivers. I wouldn't be shocked if they did it in the first round. I think Jerry Jones likes to score points. I think they're going to put a huge investment in that offense. I think defensively you got Micah Parsons and Diggs, and I think they're happy with where that's at. Mike McCarthy is an offensive-minded coach. Pass first. I would not be shocked to let them, to watch them let Gallup walk, and they continue to draft wide receivers high in the draft. Pick up like a Jamison Williams. Williams or, you know, that maybe uh, falls. Yeah. Or one of the guys, you know, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, um, Chris Olave. Yeah. One of those type guys to go across from Lamb and Cooper. Cooper can kind of shift into that slot. Um, bigger, you know, more like sure mid-range. Handed. Short, yeah. And then you got C.D. Lamb and another guy who can peel the top off. So, so it sounds like we're both on the fence about a guy. So who's your bonus? And I'll get a bonus too. Will Fuller. I love that. Is interesting to me. <clears throat> I um, love that pick. He's had two kind of rough years. I think he tore his ACL twice. Yeah. He's just an interesting pick to me. I'd be curious to see where he ends up and how he bounces back and what his contract looks like. But before, like, go back to 2019, he was – a really good wide receiver. Fast. Right? He's interesting to me. Uh, they had big plans with him in Miami, and he just got hurt like one of the first couple weeks. He also got – was he the one who got popped for PEDs? Yep. Not a great look. Makes you run faster, I guess. Or recover quicker. <laughs> that Seriously, too. with the injuries, you know. Do you get drug tested when you're when you're out on an injury? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah, um, I should do a podcast on the NFL drug testing rules because they're interesting. That'd be a good one, As, especially with like the lenient marijuana rules that that have passed. Right? Yeah, you have to be you have to be not smart to get pop for marijuana. Uh, like they tell you when you're going to get tested, 
And as long as you pass that test, they don't test you again for like a whole year. Sorry, Flash. Sorry, Josh Gordon. <laughs> His problem is he just like I have a feeling like <laughs> I should be careful saying this, but I feel like like Josh Gordon gets called like, "Hey, we're gonna be there in a half an hour to test." And he's like, oh, shit, man, they're coming to test me. And he lights a blunt. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the man's coming up to test me. I gotta, I've got too much anxiety. Uh, what a career that should have been. That it's, it, it's truly sad because it's timing based, right? Like maybe. If he came out 10 years later with these new rules, God, the guy was a specimen. He had like 1,800 yards he, in Cleveland. He was DK Metcalf before DK Metcalf that, was. That is the best take that I've heard you ever give. And actually probably better than DK. Yes, hands down. He had Brian Hoyer throwing him the ball when he put up 1,800 yards in Cleveland. Man, what a guy. Josh Gordon could have been a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's still around. It's just, I mean, he's But not he's the same. He's a shell of what old he used to now. be. Yeah. Oh, and he missed so much football. It speaks to what type of athlete he is where you couldn't miss that kind of football and still come back and still be, you know, a starter on an NFL team. But sad that you're in your 30s, the amount of millions that he has missed out on. I know. Uh, my my bonus is uh, Odell. Like, okay. that's, I'm, I mean, he he's just, he's still got it. It's just managing a personality along with a football player. Yeah. Well, like we talked about with AB, wide receivers are an eccentric group. At least some of them are. He's no exception, but super talented. Agreed. All right. That was a good top five. That was a good top five. Maybe we'll do more something like that. We'll look at running backs or quarterbacks. or. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. It'll be fun to get together next week. Oh, yeah. And see who was wrong and who was right. I fully expect to go 0 for 6. Uh, <laughs> so if I win a couple, I'll be thrilled. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Substack, all those good spots. Um, and we'll talk to all of you later. Later, guys. Later.